1: Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Free speech is under assault like never before.
2: Freedom is under attack more now than ever before.
3: Because radical doesn't mean crazy.
2: Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15. With the help of the media, big tech, and the global elite, the left is attempting to seize control of my generation. It's time to fight back. It's time to let freedom ring. Hello, hello, everyone. We have some great news today. We got some, we got some things to talk about, okay? Uh, I'm glad to be back. Um, you know, weighed myself um, yep, yesterday morning um, after the show, right before I went to the gym. The Thanksgiving damage wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Not going to lie to you. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Fauci says that any criticism against him is criticism of science itself. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Biden's vaccine mandates, his hypocrisy, the potential lockdowns. We're going to talk about Jen Psaki, her great job. We're going to talk about the New Zealand prime minister granting citizens to permission to use the bathroom. And we're going to talk about Biden's mic being cut off. All we're going to talk about today. But first, we got to start with this story. So, if you're not subscribed to my Substack, you you, you really need to be. Nring.substack.com. Nring.substack.com. Because I covered this um, in, in my post today. So, again, what the title of it is Angry and Scared Ohio College Student After Cisgenders Guys Put Radiators in Dorms. This is at Oberlin College, the construction team, which is a very male-dominated uh, uh, place, was installing radiators in a safe zone for women and transgender people. How dare they? I thought I'd heard it all. I really did. That is when I came across this story that I, ha- I had to read it a few times. And I got it from Fox News. And it wasn't from the Babylon Bee. However, which is, it's crazy how much from the Babylon Bee is starting to come true and how they start to seem more realistic than some people uh, on the left. However, it wasn't. So let me tell you what happened. A student at Ohio's Oberlin College characterized herself as scared and mad after the school stated that a construction team will be replacing radiators in a safe space dormitory for women and trans students, indicating that the crew would most likely be cisgender guys. I know what you're talking about. This is, this is true. This is not satire. I was enraged, terrified, and perplexed. Why didn't the college finish the installation during the summer when the facility was vacant? Why couldn't they notify us that the when the employees would arrive? Why didn't they tell us until the day's... The day before the installation was supposed to begin, Peter Frey-Witzer, an Oberlin undergraduate, submitted an op-ed to the college newspaper. This youngster expressed worry since he had not been informed of the installation plans prior to a school email received on October 7th. He said that the team would most likely consist of cisgender men entering Baldwin Cottage, which, if you didn't know, was a safe zone for, quote, women and transgender people. If I'm being honest... If I'm being honest, I thought safe spaces were more of a joke than an actual thing, but nonetheless, the story continues. In general, I dislike invading my personal space. This fear was heightened by the knowledge that the crew would be strangers and that they would almost certainly be cisgender guys. At this point, you're probably wondering what this person, if I'm allowed to assume this, they identify as a person, major is. I have narrowed it down to either underwater basket weaving or perhaps gender studies. That, that's my two. If you got any other suggestions, know at email it to me. When the construction team arrived at the hostel, Frey Witzer noted that he could tell immediately that they were all guys. Huh. Oh, no. It was evident that the college had not made a particular request that personnel being denied access, that male personnel be denied access to the upper floors of Baldwin. The student went on. Frey Witzer asked a college official whom he dubbed Polo Man, which is interesting to me. He assumed it was a man, kind of hypocritical, but whatever, because he was dressed in a neat polo who accompanied the crew if he might refuse to have a radiator put in. The college ambassador evidently said no, and that the student and the student went to class to enable the construction team to make the changes to the dorm. He said, quote, They looked to be finished by the time I returned, though Polo Man informed me that they would return later in the next week to check the installation. They were back the next day as expected, and I felt a little violated and irritated. Frey Witzer stated that he inquired about how other students in the hostel felt about the work team, with many complaining about messiness, loudness, and other common issues associated with construction projects. Others expressed dissatisfaction with how the institution handled the installation, but notice you didn't say any other students complaining that it was all males who put it in. Of course, I realize that installations like these are common. The college has to enhance facilities from time to time, and who am I to stand in the way? After all, I'm getting a brand new radiator for just in time for the chilly season. But why not finish the renovation during the summer semester when the building was empty for four months? Yet another reason, this is another reason, why I tell you to send your kids to a private conservative college that teaches them how to think, but not what to think. I hope you'll enjoy, and I hope you'll all join me in praying for Peter Frey-Witzer is bless his heart bless his heart last yesterday on the show i i talked about hillsdale college and how great it is to send kids especially if you believe in america as america was founded that america is not a racist country and that sure maybe we have failed in the past and maybe we'll fail in the future but overall the ability for colleges to teach your students to hate america to me is fundamentally wrong that's why I'm glad I go to a college that cherishes thoughtful discussion. I do want to quickly give give a shout out to Logan Duble, my friend who writes for Campus Reform and uh, and the uh, College Fix. He 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 had a uh, he had a post today that said a UGA professor, where I go to school, gay dogs. Written House verdict will lead to open hunting season on progressive protesters. Following a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, a University of Georgia professor published a column in the Guardian headline, quote, Kyle Rittenhouse has walked free. Now it's open season for protesters. Professor Koss Muddle works in the UGA School of Public and International Affairs, where he teaches several courses, including one called Democratic Erosion and another titled Far-Right Politics in Western Democracies. And I'm sure his opinion of the far right and my opinion of the far right on what, it, what makes the far right are completely different. I think that we can all agree that the far right in our opinion who we think the far right is are terrible but he thinks the far right are people like you and me who voted to re-elect donald j trump in his column mud expresses his disapproval of Rittenhouse's not guilty verdict explaining how the idea of self-defense has become a racialized concept in this country we know that self-defense often better as known as vigilantism is legally protected and highly racialized in this country of course, he didn't respond to emailed requests from the college fix-seeking comment, and in particular, a question asking about black defendants' acquitted of murder charges by citing self-defense, because the left does not answer when they are attacked. <sighs> Guys, the culture war is is heating up. Now, I had the chance to, to react to this, and I think it's absolutely absurd. To make the Rittenhouse case a race-based one is absurd. The same people who complain the jury was rigged in the Rittenhouse case are cheering that the system works in the Ahmaud Aubrey case, even though the fact of the matter is that the Aubrey case has a lot more to do with race than the Rittenhouse one. I'm not going to speak to Roddy Bryant, but I think we can all agree that if Ahmaud Aubrey had been a white person running down the street, there is a high likelihood that the McMichaels would have chased him. Not saying they're racists. Not saying that at all. I don't know them. I have friends who know them, but I don't know them. But the same people who Here's another case. Here is another case. Breonna Taylor's boyfriend who shot a, shot cops when they came into his apartment filed for self-defense and he got off based on self-defense. because a reasonable person. Again, why I don't like no-knock warrants. I know they didn't do a no-knock warrant, but... Why I don't like no knock warrants is because if 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 the police force, you know, busted open my door right now, I'm not going to sit there and be like, hey, hey, are you the sheriff's office? No, that's not what I'm going to do. Because your first thought's not to ask, are you friendly? Your first thought is to eliminate what you see as a threat. But accordingly, apparently Mudd, who is a professor at UGA, he doesn't believe that. And again, I don't think Mudd should be fired. And this is the difference between conservatives and liberals. I think Mudd... Is, should be allowed to continue to teach, so long as he is not being overly political. Some people who I know are Republicans say that he's a good professor; they they just don't agree with him. That's great, but we need to fight against the radical left on campus because the socialism, the socialist left, is on the march, and it starts in the college classroom. I am proud to be sponsored by Doing Well Daily. Doing Well Daily is everything you need to be productive in the new year. Look, do you have a college student that you need to buy for? Maybe even a loved one who always is unorganized. Doing Well Daily created a journal, daybook, whatever you want to call it, specifically for you. Look, I've been prone to this to start something, to start uh, a planner. I've probably bought dozens of planners in my life, but when I got my Doing Well Daily daybook in the mail, I knew something was different. It feels authentic. It feels high-quality, for a low cost. Go over to doingwelldaily.com and show support. They're a small uh, business owned and operated right out of Atlanta, Georgia. They're not some mega mega corporation. They don't ship on Amazon, but they do ship by hand. That is doingwelldaily.com. Whenever you can find a business that will support a conservative podcast and influencer like myself, make sure you support them. Doingwelldaily.com. So getting off the topic, getting off the topic of liberalism on campus, let's talk about stupidity in the highest levels of government. So Anthony Fauci, the genius that the media has portrayed him out to be, had something to say on cable television. And we're going to play, he's on Face the Nation, we're going to play that clip in just a second, but Ron DeSantis said it best. A recession is when you lose your jo- is when your neighbor loses their job. A depression is when you lose your job, and a recovery is when Anthony Fauci is finally fired. Here's this clip:
1: "Be saving lives, and they're going to be lying."
5: It seems another layer of danger to play politics around matters of life and death. Right, exactly,
1: exactly. And to me, that's that's unbelievably bad, because all I want to do is save people's lives. I mean. Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there, so it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me. And if you damage science, you are doing something very detrimental to society long after I leave. Is there a playbook that you are handing?
2: Yeah, the playbook is implement socialism and governmental control in your lives. Listen, here's the point. Nobody is science. Isaac Newton wasn't science. You know, Isaac Newton, when he came up with these ideas, people who come up with these radical ideas, they're seen as crazy. They end up to become true and to become the basis of law. It was an absolute, um, to say in the, let's say fifteen 16, I'm not, you know, history nerd, don't don't correct me on this, but to say in the past, way, way, way long ago, probably about the time Anthony Fauci and Joe Biden were born, that the earth was round instead of flat was radical because the people who are in positions similar to Anthony Fauci, the top um doctors and scientists in the country said to the contrary. They said that it wasn't. They said it was flat. You would fall off the face of the earth. But even they said, if you think I'm wrong, prove me wrong. That's not what Anthony Fauci says. No, Anthony Fauci says that anything the left does is right, right? Anything Trump did wrong, anything the left does is right. As we'll get into, we're going to go to a flashback. We're going to play a Trump ad. Um, Because, as you know, there are some vaccine or some travel mandates being implemented, and we're gonna let's listen to uh, let's listen to Joe Biden, you know, talk about vaccine mandates on the campaign trail, or sorry, um, talk about uh, travel bans on the campaign trail last year.
1: Virus emanated from China, a national emergency, uh, you know, worldwide alerts. The American people need to have a president who they can trust what he says about it that he is going to act rationally about it In moments like this this is where the credibility of president is most needed as he explains what we should and should not do this is no time for donald trump's record of hysteria xenophobia hysterical xenophobia to uh and fear
2: well of course uh former president donald trump he 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 took this he he listened this is exactly the ad he put out
1: this is no time for donald trump's record of hysteria xenophobia hysterical xenophobia I don't know if he knows what that means, but that's okay.
4: The Biden administration will restrict travel from South Africa and seven other
2: African nations starting on Monday. Here we have Joe Biden today limiting travel from Africa. A little over a year ago, he tweeted the following when it came to President Trump's travel ban. The new African ban is designed to make it harder for black and brown people to immigrate to the U.S. It's a disgrace, and we cannot let him succeed. And he does the exact same thing.
1: Welcome to the world, Joe.
2: So that's a that's an ad that was released by Donald Trump, which is it's great because the travel bans a year ago. I was listening to an interview um, when 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 Trump first did it were actually effective because we had no way to test. As you guys remember, the first couple of months we had no way to test for this. I don't think we got tests really until moving into the summer. Maybe it was like May, and at first you couldn't just get tested like now. You can just go get tested. But then you had to like pretty much have symptoms to get tested. I remember somebody who had symptoms and couldn't even get tested because she had not been around anybody who actually had COVID that, that had been tested positive for COVID, but she had the symptoms. So she couldn't get tested. But now in the age of rapid tests where you can get tested uh, really quickly and we can know within an hour, 20 minutes to an hour, if you have COVID, it makes no sense. And also, he said on Friday, I'm going to ban travel to the United States um, from these eight countries and whatever. It'll take effect on Monday. Well, I don't know if you know how this works. You don't have to. You know, there's not a 48-hour window that an executive order or a proclamation or anything like that has to wait. It's immediate as soon as it's signed. So it's it's, it's hypocritical because this does not work. And they were very quick under Donald Trump to call this xenophobia, which you and I both know it's not, but that's not the point. Because if he was xenophobic then, Joe Biden just openly became xenophobic. And here's Biden hinting that there could be lockdowns coming in because we all know how effective those were.
1: Second part of the question? Are lockdowns off
2: the table? Yes, for, for to now? To now. Yes.
1: A, well, because we're able to, if people are vaccinated and wear their masks, there's no need for the lockdown.
2: If people are vaccinated and wear their masks, there's no need for any lockdown. Correct. I don't know if you can hear that. That's me clapping. That's what the right has been saying for oh, I don't know, probably since vaccines became available. And here, here is a uh, press secretary, if that's what you want to call her. I call her misinformation, uh, M-I-S-S, information. Um, this is what she had to say um, regarding uh, Biden's hypocritical travel bans. And again, I think this is via Peter Ducey over at Fox News.
1: Good. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Jen. Before Joe Biden was president, he mm-hmm. said that COVID travel restrictions on foreign countries were hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering. So what changed? What?
5: Well, I would say first, to put it in full context, Peter, what the president was critical of was the way that the former president put out, I believe, a xenophobic tweet uh, and how he called, that what he called the coronavirus uh, and, and who he directed it at. The president has not been critical of Travel restrictions, we have put those in place ourselves. We put them in place ourselves in the spring. But no, he does not believe. He believes we should uh, follow the advice of health and medical experts. That's exactly what he did in putting in place these restrictions over the weekend.
2: Okay, we saw the president shopping indoors on Saturday behind glass that says face covering required, but his face was uncovered. Why?
5: The president is uh, somebody who follows uh, the the recommendations and the advice of the CDC. I don't know what the circumstances were of that particular moment.
2: So there's this thing that you learn about if you ever take a psychology course called confirmation bias. And that's exactly what Joe Biden and the rest of the left is falling victim to. They only, only ask people to come if they they only listen to the people who agree with them already. Right. That's why, uh, you know, very famously in the past um, when you were elected uh, pre, uh, I think it was somewhere in the 1840s or 50s, it, it was whoever receives the top two amount of electoral votes. So basically, in a sense, Biden would be president, Trump would be vice president if that were how this worked. Because it's important to get other people's ideas and to work together, but that's not what the left wants to do. Now, I want to play this clip real quick before we have to go to break about the New Zealand Prime Minister granting citizens permission to use the bathroom. Listen to this. This is absolutely crazy. This is, this, if Biden had his way, this would come to America. I would almost...
4: And importantly, because I know this is a question many Aucklanders have, you can now see family and friends again in their homes and use the bathroom inside. Luxury. <laughs>
2: you can go see your family members and you can use the bathroom that's so generous of her that's so generous of her that's what the left wants to happen to america that's what they want to turn america into now when we get back we are going to talk about uh the corruption between uh Chris Cuomo and Andrew Cuomo the disgraced former governor of New York we're gonna, we're going I'm going to play a clip of Biden going off script and his mic being cut we got a lot to talk about on the next uh, segment. But boy, oh boy, I pray for America every single day because we we, we need to be prayed for. That's all I'm going to say. I need you to head over to built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. These last couple of months, I have been working out more than I can tell you. I've been trying to get my beach body ready. That way I can look good on the beach next year, or just in general. And I think you and I could always benefit from more protein. That is why I was ecstatic when Built.com reached out to me and offered to sponsor this show. They sent me a bunch of free merchandise and a bunch of free protein bars. And I must tell you, even though they were free, which is my favorite type of protein bar, they were delicious. They All I eat, even if they quit sponsoring the show, they will be all that I eat. My favorite bar is probably the double chocolate. However, the coconut marshmallow is a new bar, delicious. Blueberry muffin, delicious. Mint brownie, delicious. So I need you to head on over to built.com. And when you do, you're going to need to put in the code letfreedomring. That's L E T F R E E D O M R I N G dot com. When you do that, you will get 12% off your order. Again, built.com, dot tcom promo code, let freedom ring. They're a good company that definitely all of this stuff is stuff that I would recommend to my friends and family. In fact, I do. So make sure you go over and give them a try. So we got some actually good news that I'll talk about at the end of this segment. But I want to play this clip of Cuomo... Um, basically, they're, they're they're digging up Cuomo. They're, this is on CNBC. Listen to this.
5: Assembly releasing its impeachment report after an eight-month investigation into former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. It found overwhelming evidence that he engaged in multiple instances of sexual harassment. It also concluded that his administration manipulated data on deaths of nursing home residents during the pandemic. And it found he used state workers and public resources to write, publish, and promote his memoir. The report giving new insight into this final allegation. Cuomo had a $5 million book deal to write a memoir about governing during the pandemic. He says any work done by staff was voluntary and didn't violate ethical guidelines. But the report found junior and senior staffers were forced to work on the book during normal work hours. It concluded the governor quote utilized the time of multiple state employees as well as his own to further his personal gain during a pandemic. Cuomo has repeatedly denied the multiple allegations of sexual misconduct and previously said he did not intentionally misreport the number of nursing home deaths. He also was not interviewed for this impeachment investigation. Cuomo's attorney says the report, quote, simply parrots a previous flawed report from the attorney general, failing to engage with the many errors and omissions in that report and her one-sided biased investigation.
2: Well, first off, glad that CNBC is finally covering this again about a probably a year and a half after all of this has come to light. Because again, I sexual assault said this at the time right before he resigned. Sexual assault is nothing to be and harassment is nothing to be taken lightly. But I think something that also is not necessary. It, it should not be taken lightly beside sexual assault and sexual harassment is the deaths of thousands of, Of elderly people, thousands of people who, because the governor didn't want to give Donald Trump a political win and because the governor wanted to follow the science, as they would say, led to the deaths of thousands of nursing home patients, people who were under the care, who had no way to fight back against this. What were they going to do? Write them a letter? They're in a nursing home. They're not known for, people in a nursing home, I don't know if you know this, shocking, breaking news, are not known for being the most able-bodied people who can go to the Capitol. I think it's in Albany. Who can go to the Capitol and who can talk and who can say, Mr. Governor, this is not right. Do not do this. They couldn't do that. And if they did, Cuomo would not have listened. Because why did he? His brother, who's a primetime news anchor, or I should say primetime content creator is what I'm going to start calling people who don't you know who again i'm not okay so we'll get into that in just a second he didn't have to because cnn told him all the time and he also used state money to be able to get his book his five million dollar a five million dollar deal you can't hire a couple of people for like 50,000 maybe for like 50,000 dollars you know a couple people to do that five million dollars you got some money to play around with there and to get back to that real quick before we go to this next part, we need to quit calling people. I'm not a journalist. Not a journalist. I'm a content creator. What does that mean? I don't just tell you, and today Andrew Cuomo will resign, in, or a student at Oberlin College was upset at cisgender What I tell you is I tell you that but I also give you my, my opinion on it. I give you what it's going to matter to the future. That's what I, I, I'm i not. I'm a content creator. I'm a podcast. I, I am a, I am a human being who wants to tell you my opinions and people like you want to listen, which I am very happy for. People like Brian Stelter are not. The only true journalists, really anymore are people um, who are on local news who are telling you what's going on locally. Right Who just tell you you know the sports team won who tell you uh, there's a new bill being considered, but they don't tell you what they think about the bill that's a journalist. Journalists are people who tell you what's going on, but they don't tell you how you feel about that. They used to be journalists in america they they're not anymore, and that pretty much started with Walter cronkite um and, and the Vietnam War. Journalists are people. You know Tucker Carlson's not even a journalist, right? And then there's investigative journalists who obviously uncover things. And there's not necessarily there's a motive there, but the motive is not to inform you. Uh, their motive is not to put their opinion on you. The motive is to let you make your own opinion with what is there. I'm gonna play this this uh, clip of Biden going off script and his mic being cut. Listen. Well,
1: I guess I'm gonna turn this over now to uh, to Brian. He's gonna. Moderate the rest, but I warn you, I'm going to intervene with questions with your permission. Isn't this a pretty place? Yep.
2: So right after he said, I'm going to uh, give you, I'm going to answer questions. I'm going to um, answer questions and everything like that. His mic gets cut, which leads me to ask a question why do you need to cut the mic of somebody who is senile or somebody who isn't senile? Somebody who is telling, you know, the American president, Uh, I think to this day, JFK still holds the records for doing the most amount of press briefings from uh, him, not not from his press secretary, from him. I think it was 70, maybe Uh, somewhere in there that, that, that rings a bell could be wrong on that. And again, he, you know, Harvey also did not act alone, but that's what they don't tell you. They don't tell you, things like that. Joe Biden has done the least amount of press briefings. He's done zero press briefings. He's answered pre-recorded questions. They don't call on Peter Doocy when when when, when Joe Biden is up there. They call on people who have already told Jen Psaki what they want to ask, which is wrong. I The moment I started this, I told myself, and it, it's I tell everybody, I will never give you the questions I'm going to ask you. I will never do it. I have a, I have, I will be honest, I'll be fair, but I will be challenging and I will ask you the questions Somebody else will ask you. Now I will tell them what I want to talk about. I'll tell them what I want to talk about. You know, like if I, if I, um, if I'm having a congressman on and they're like, Hey, what do you want to, what do you want to talk about? I'll be like, Oh, I want to talk about, you know, maybe this bill, maybe that, maybe that. Right. And I won't necessarily, um, you know, I w I won't tell them exactly what I'm going to ask. But I will tell them what I want to talk about. And when we get back, we'll be talking about uh, a 19-year-old who, who beat his incumbent because of COVID. He beat his incumbent. We'll be right back. I am proud to be sponsored by Patriots Craftsman. Patriots Craftsman is the leading American-made patriotic decoration company. You can get pens. You can get coasters. You can get motivational signs. You can get door hangers. You can get everything. I mean, right now, I'm on their website right here. And I see a USA door hanger 13 by 23 for $46. And they have it set up where you can pay in payments if you can't afford that all at once. They are a great company to support because not only are they a conservative company, which means they support your conservative ideals. You don't have to worry about them canceling people like you and I because you and I know it's really hard to get conservatives uh, sponsored in this day and age in the age of cancel culture. Everything is made in America. Everything is American-made, and it's it has American values of hard work instilled into it. And if you don't know, if your if your loved ones would want something, you can definitely get them a gift card. If you use code NOAH, that's 10% off. That's PatriotsCraftman.com. I actually uh, got a text shortly um, before Josh, uh, before this show from Josh, the CEO, who told me that, Until December 21st, that code NOAH will be good for 20% off. But I want to talk about this 19-year-old whose senior year was disrupted by COVID shutdowns, unseating incumbents in a school board race. So a 19-year-old high school graduate who had the end of his year forced online by COVID-induced shutdowns on Tuesday, uh, this is an article from November 4th, on Tuesday defeated an incumbent school board member in New Jersey. Nicholas Seppi, a 2020 graduate of of Egg Harbor Township High School and South Jersey's Atlantic County, upset Terry Alabarta for a seat on the township school board by an overwhelmingly 17-point margin. Within 100% of precincts reporting on Wednesday afternoon, Seppi had received 4,000 votes to Alabarta's 2,800. After initially closing their doors in March of 2020, Egg Harbor Township School District forced most of its students online into an inter or hybrid learning models with limited components of an in-person instruction for most of the 2020-2021 school year. In a statement Wednesday to, to the college fix, Seppi lambasted the shutdowns as awful and said that he was motivated to run for a seat on the school board out of a desire to serve his community and to give parents a voice in the district. When asked about his priorities after he takes office, Seppi expressed a desire to expand civics education and increase vocational training opportunities for the township students. Seppi's Instagram profile paints a picture of a very patriotic young man with posts of American flags, gratitude for military, Mount Rushmore, and the U.S. Constitution. His election platform also focused on pledging to represent the students' best interests, not the teachers. Seppi is no stranger to serving his local schools and representing the students. He served as a student representative on the school board during the 2019-2020 school year. His victory comes amid broad gains nationwide for candidates who ran on platforms opposed to continued mandates and shutdowns. Tuesday's election saw Republicans poised to pick up a dozen seats in the New Jersey legislature, make significant down-ballot gains in local races, and come close to unseating Democratic Governor Phil Murphy, who had previously been considered a safe bet to win re-election. The Virginia nominee, Glenn Youngkin, who opposed shutdowns and code-related restrictions, defeated Governor McAuliffe to become the first Republican to win statewide since 2009. So did an attorney general, who I believe was Hispanic, and a black woman named Winsome Sears, who I I tell you what, she is one of my favorite future elected officials, because she's not technically lieutenant governor yet. What does this mean? What does this tell you? This tells me that personally, go do it. Go be the change you want to see. If you want to see change, go be the change you want to see. I don't know Nicholas Seppi. I've reached out to um, to an email that I believe is his to be able to uh, potentially, hopefully, I want to interview him. I want to interview him on In the Ring, and so I've reached out to Nicholas, but more people need to do what Nicholas did. I'll tell you this: there is a I own the domain votenoarang dot com, and I got noarang votenoarang In case I wanted to run for president of the United States or tax collector, I never run for tax collector. They're terrible. I met a Republican tax collector, and I said, "I'm not sure if you can actually be a Republican tax collector." We're supposed to be against taxes, but anyway. I ran for that seat or I, I, I bought that domain because I am highly considered doing exactly what Nicholas Seppi did. We had a school. We have a school in my county, Camden County that imposed mask mandates when they were scientifically proven not to work. They were scientifically proven not to work, but they told, they did a lot like Joe Biden did and listened to the only doctors who believed that, you got to vaccinate your kids. You got to vaccinate your seven-year-olds. So I'll tell you what, I have been receiving calls. I almost led a, I, I was leading, um, I was leading a recall effort on my, on a lot of people on my local school board because a lot of people were very upset and then they got rid of the mask mandate and the, the wanting to recall them died down. But I will tell you this, I will be 100% honest with you. There is a high likelihood I run for, for for an office next year to make a difference in my local community. Quite frankly, I'm not a big fan of I don't want to be an elected official. I don't. Because then you have to answer to constituents, you have to do this. I have a great job. Okay. I cover liberal bias on campuses. I talk to you every day about what's going on in America. And that's a lot of freedom. And switching to this would take it would take time out of my ability to do this. However, I will tell you this, I'm willing because Georgia law states that since I'm only, um, I'm still a resident of my home County, even if I move, uh, temporarily to go to school with all that, I have already talked to, um, a judge who would have to rule on that. Not that, not the judge who'd have to rule on it, but a judge who, um, residency in Georgia, it, it goes through a probate judge. I have already talked to a probate judge about it. They've agreed that, legally speaking, I can, I could run for an office that is, like, not statewide. They've already agreed to that. So I am in the position right now where I am strongly considering running, most likely for school board, to give a voice to my students, or to these students, and also to give a voice to make sure that students' voices are heard over the voices of administration and over the voices of teachers. Because schools are not here for teachers. Schools are here for students. Many teachers, many teachers, I'd say 99% of teachers are great teachers. Some aren't. Some are just there to collect a government paycheck because they know that it's very hard to get fired. I'm, I'm very strongly considering it. I'm not lying to you. I'm currently thinking what my slogan would be right now while I'm talking to you, but we need more people like Nicholas Seppi to step up. We need more people to start going to work to change their local communities. Not everybody can be president, but almost anybody can be a school board member, be like Nicholas Seppi, make that change, fight back against the radical left who wants to indoctrinate your kids. That's why very early on I discussed needing to run or needing to send your kids to a conservative Christian college that will not teach your kids what to think, but rather how to think. I had an economics teacher last year who I have no idea if he's a socialist or if he's a laissez-faire free market economics guy. But I'll tell you this, my liberal leaning students said something about raising taxes. He made them defend their position. When I said something about less government intervention, he made me defend my position. Many times he would make me defend the positions of my uh, more liberal friends and they defend my positions because you should have your mind changed in college. Your mind should shape because of the rigor you were given. I learned a lot of things about economics I didn't know were true. And that is only possible because he challenged me to think other than the ways I had thought about the five second news clip I saw on Fox news, that if this happens, that happens. I didn't think this is what I would talk about today. So I guess I'm going to have to, you know, fit what I was going to talk to in these last couple of minutes tomorrow, but it needs to happen. People need to stand up and fight for their local communities. Your governor, your president, you call him, you ain't you ain't. You might get a call back from a sec you call your president, you ain't hearing back. You might get a letter six months later saying thanks for the call. Senator, maybe you'll have a staffer, governor, maybe you'll have a staffer, congressman, maybe you'll have a staffer. You call a state rep. You call a state senator? You call a county commissioner? Call a city councilman? Call a member of the school board? They gonna call you back personally. Run for that office, they they affect you a lot more than the president does, even though we have a terrible president.